Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm J.A. And I'm Melissa. Thanks for joining us. So this episode, we're going to be talking about food. Why Yay. are we going to be? Yeah, I know. It's, it's J.A.'s favorite topic. That's right. Some, That's right. Yeah, I love food. Like sometimes at night before we go to bed, we'll just, we'll just sit and talk about things that we would eat if we could. Yes. I mean, like... Like from huge pizzas to oh. to ice cream. Oh, oh, I do love that. How many of you remember that show? Uh, what was it? Man vs. Oh, food. Oh, yeah, Man vs. Yeah, food. Yeah, and he eats that ice kitchen sink oh, my gosh. ice cream thing. God, and then gross. he yeah. has to get french fries with it because it's so sweet that he actually has to get salt. It's like yeah. it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm I do sure like it is. that. I do enjoy uh, yeah. ice we, cream. And we do fries. like talking about food. And food is like a really big deal in this household. Um, a lot of it from the Nobody Guide to Life because uh, JA's interviewed nutritionists and uh, and doctors, and we always get ideas on right. how to help make us feel better. So it's not not necessarily about how we look; um, right. it's about how we feel. Right. That's a big. That's kind of a big thing around here, and I mean, for a lot of you listening, I know that you know that's my feeling on on, on the matter. You know, you would try these things. We try all these different things because we want to feel better. Right. We just want to feel calmer. We want to have less anxiety. And what what we've noticed in this house is that, you know, and all of you know that food is medicine. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe. What, what we put into our bodies, that is how we're going to go through our day. Right. Now, so, we believe medicine is medicine, too. Well, right. <laughs> but, but our first line of defense right. and offense is right. often what we're putting in our body. Right. So because of Thanksgiving having just passed and the upcoming holiday season here, uh, we I don't know, we wanted to talk about it a little bit. We know a lot of you out there are probably vegans or vegetarians right. or pescatarians. And we've been all of those things depending on the week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we have, you know, we have a lot of food allergies yes. and intolerances in this house, as, as I think Melissa mentioned. And so that's something that for our whole lives, we've always been so sensitive to. Right. So for us, shifting from one way of eating to another is actually pretty easy because it's something we've had to deal with right. for so long. But we know that's not easy for everyone. And we know that this time of year, starting with Thanksgiving and going all the way through the new year, food is such a big part of this. It's a big part of it. For some people, it's a great part. Right. And for some people, <clears throat> like yeah. uh, J.A. over here, mm. it, <laughs> yes. it's a really exciting part. And then for other people, like, say, me, who is right now avoiding dairy for some medical reasons, in my head I hear, dun, 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 <laughs> whenever we, you know, talk about a party or a dinner to go to, because it, it can be a source of stress. That's right. That's right. And, you know, in ancient times and in modern times, being around the table, gathering people together around a communal meal, that really means something. And we carry that image with us, even if we're not aware of it mm-hmm. as an individual, as a as a human species, we carry those ideas with us generation to generation. And many of us have stories around family life or mm-hmm. friend life that is linked to food. And so when you have, uh, when you're avoiding a certain food mm-hmm. or a certain food doesn't make you feel good, what you're actually doing in some ways is stepping into a story or stepping into a narrative that's already going and it throws a wrench in it. And it, it can be a little, 
it can be a little uncomfortable at times. Right. Well, there are, there are a couple of stressful factors. Like, let's take Thanksgiving, for example. <laughs> There's the stress of wanting to eat something that you know you shouldn't. Right. So it's that looking at that piece of pie or that butter-filled dish. <laughs> and just, you know, it's like every fiber of my being, I wanted to reach for it and eat it. So there's that stress and, and then dealing with that. Then there's also the outside pressure. Sometimes, you know, people will see you're not eating something and they're trying to get you to eat it. So there's that stress. And and then if you're a parent of a small child, it's <laughs> watching them consume more sugar than they've had in a year right. and trying to figure out how to get them home before they crash so that they crash in bed instead of in the car because then you're not going to sleep. Right. Well, our, <laughs> our kiddo has started to get a second wind and a third wind. So it's like the sugar kicks in in waves for her. Yeah, it so. almost doesn't even matter anymore. We're just We're just always up. We're always yeah. up in this house. Yeah. But that's, you know, there, there's a lot of stress there. And it's hard to find that balance of doing what feels good to you and then maybe keeping the peace if you've got some pressure to eat certain things. And, you know, everybody works hard cooking. So it's just, it's, it, it can be difficult. It can be tough. I know for me, it, Thanksgiving this year was a little bit stressful. It ended up being great and I had a great time. I was aware of where it was coming from. A lot of it was coming from in me. So once I realized that, you can kind of get things under control a little. Right. And one of the things that's really big for this this idea of nobody is the, you know, and we've talked before on the show about this idea of holding space. So as we come into the holidays, we want to create that space for ourselves to really just enjoy. For those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, you want to enjoy the cooler temperatures. You want to enjoy your coffee or your tea the way you like it. You want to have the experience of of Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate this time of year. You want to have that authentic experience. But again, there's a social and a communal piece to the holidays that sometimes is very difficult. And we also want to hold space for others. So if people are cooking or inviting us over, we want to hold that space and be grateful, even though sometimes it may it may conflict with with what we're feeling is our authentic experience. So right. that can be an added stressor too. And food, again, is a big part of that. Right. Well, I have a life-threatening nut allergy. So I'm 37 years old now. So it's been 37 years of going to parties and polite passing on things, um, just trying to figure out the nicest way to do it so that you don't hurt the other person's feelings. Because a lot of the times it goes beyond food. They're not, they wouldn't be upset that you weren't eating their food, but it's, you know, you're you're somehow rejecting them (laughs) if you don't eat it. So sometimes it's easier as long as, you know, that the thing didn't contain nuts, if it wasn't life-threatening to me. Sometimes you just put it on your plate and you push it around. Oh, yeah. I did that. (laughs) I did that. And you just, you know, you you say thank you and tell them how amazing it is. And that way you've you've upheld your authentic experience, but you also have not affected the other persons as much. You're you're being respectful of of them, too, and how they feel. Right. I had a uh, I learned that lesson in, gosh, it must have been fourth grade. I had a a friend of mine and I, we used to go to lunch together and, we, you know, he, we, we couldn't always eat everything that was on our plate. In we, the cafeteria? Yeah. Oh. And we felt bad. <laughs> we felt bad sending it back. So he said to me, he said, you have to use my optical illusion. And I said, well, what's your optical illusion? So he had, um, you know, those trays that had the different yeah. spaces and the smallest one, of course, was always dessert. Right? Sure. 
So he had some tater tots left on his plate. So he took one tater tot and put one tater tot in each of the five openings. So it made it, he, he thought it made it look like he actually ate more yeah. than he did. So well, I'm sure that was effective. <laughs> hey, hey, in fourth grade, just the fact that we knew the word optical illusion. That's impressive. Don't I get credit for you that? You do. I get your, credit your for that. Your friend gets extra credit. It's like our daughter. She she knows she's got to eat dinner. And, you know, we usually don't force her to, and we never force her to eat. Um, but she can't have certain desserts unless she eats a fair amount of nutritious food first. Right. And even she, she'll push the food. <laughs> and, and she's only three and a half. So she's like got this down. Yeah. She'll push it over over to the side and be like, Mommy, look, I'm, I'm almost all done. That's right. And it's it's like impressive how fast as humans we learn how to manipulate the system. Yeah. And I'm still doing it today. That's how... That's how ancient, that's how deeply ingrained the idea of food yeah. and nutrition is buried inside of us. Right. That we figured that out at such an early age. Right. It's also nice now because we know so much more about food. I mean, and that's why we weekly try different things because there's lots of different things to try. We know a lot more now about how certain foods affect our human bodies. Right. And not everybody is the same. Like, oh my goodness, if there's one thing that we've learned, you know, what works for JA doesn't necessarily work for me right. at all. Right. That makes mealtimes a lot of fun around here. It does. It does. But but we do it and we, we actually do have fun with it because we're like, we don't care. You know, right. I, I don't get offended anymore. There was a time where I would chase him around with a spoonful of sauce. He I, I remember that. doesn't like chunky tomatoes. That's, that's a great memory. And I used the chunky tomatoes, but I pureed it. So I, I used, you know, the immersion blender. Not enough. I know this now, but I chased him around. Like, try it, try it, try it, try it, because I really want him <laughs> to try it. And we almost got divorced over this. That's right. It was brutal. It was a brutal night. But I don't do that anymore. <sighs> anyway, the point is, that things have changed now and we know a lot more now than we did. So in our house, we are trying to introduce new dishes. So maybe instead of having such, um, you know, dairy heavy or or meat heavy things in one meal, we're trying to introduce different types of food and especially to our daughter so that maybe down the line, a traditional dinner may look like a quinoa salad and I don't know, um, you know, rice and grains and, and fresh fruits and vegetables, it would look a little more like that right. than maybe some of the traditional dishes that we all know and love. But it takes time. That's right. You know, a lot of this goes back to that idea of, like we said, having an authentic experience. And Melissa and I were talking about this the other day, about how people experience, like we said, the holidays differently. And it brought up again this story that for regular listeners, you know, there's this story that a teacher of ours once told about these two, they were holy brothers, these friends, I think they were brothers. And each one of them had like these enlightening or these holy experiences, but the way they got there was so different. I think one of the brothers knew all the rules. For his particular spiritual tradition, he had all the prayers, he had all the texts memorized, he had it down. And when he would read those texts and follow those rules, and that's how he would have this amazing experience. The other brother would just open one of the books, read the first word like the, and it would just be on the floor in ecstasy, laughing, having the same experience of enlightenment. But they would come at it from such different ways. And I think one of the big takeaways from that is there wasn't any judgment right 
between them, right? right? So that's kind of gets me to think about how we eat here. Right. Is sometimes we come to the table with three different meals, yeah. but we know that what the other people are eating is something nutritious for them. Right. Because it's not necessarily the meal here. It's the other 22 hours in the day right. where we're all happier and enjoying being together and eating the Eating what makes us feel nourished and makes us feel good at those meal times really makes those other hours of the day so much more pleasant. Right. It also, like, it makes me feel good to look across the table and see you enjoying what you're eating and knowing that you're going to feel good. Right. So instead right. of, and I really had to change my mindset because after that day I chased you around with the sauce, <laughs> it was like, what, what am I doing? Right. Why is it so important to me that he try this sauce? And I mean, it comes down to the fact that I felt bad that I made something that he wouldn't like and that I wish I had thought ahead and just used the straight up puree instead. So I felt sad that that I couldn't give him that and I felt bad. And then it was also like, well, he's rejecting me in some way. And this was on a very, very, very unconscious subconscious level. But that made me realize, well, wait a minute. No, what I really want to see is him enjoying his food eating something that he likes to eat and that will make him feel good. But that took me a lot of work to get to that. And I realized that a lot of people around us, when tradition is so ingrained in these specific dishes, that when you say you're not eating something or you, you reject it, it can be taken at a much deeper level than just she doesn't want to eat my green beans and, and I, I'm very sensitive to that now. So that's why we do the whole mush around the plate thing, <sighs> because it takes it takes a lot of work to get to a place where it's like, it's OK. It's OK that that they don't eat what I made. That's OK. Right. And, and now, wait, wait, I'm not. A, I just like to say I'm not a monster. No, uh, I did not. I, you know, Melissa it makes weird. <laughs> Melissa makes all <laughs> kinds of things here. I try. Oh, yeah. I try everything. Oh, but yeah. I felt bad, too. After it all came to a head and settled down. You mean after I chased you around <laughs> all the rooms in our house? We yeah. sat down together and we talked through it and we realized that we could actually get to that very same place right? just by enjoying the foods that we knew we liked. And it really did change things around yeah. here. That was kind of a defining moment for us. It, yeah. was, it was, it was, I don't know, it really changed things and it was it really does. nice. Look, all, all of these opportunities of disagreement and weirdness give us a chance to get to know each other a little bit better and ourselves. So that's good. Now, now look, there's a thing here that I really want to get across, and, it, and it's this. If there's something that you really want to try, that you really want to experience, so maybe you have been really good following a certain way of eating, but you go to a celebration mm -hmm. and people are offering something to you, Sometimes it is okay as long as it's not going to adversely affect your health right. or put you in a risky situation. Right. It is okay to indulge every once in sure. a while. Sure. And like our guest, previous guest said, it yeah. doesn't stay in you forever. Right. right. So maybe you don't want to be eating sugar, but you really do want to have a piece of cake. Eat it. Enjoy it. In a day or two, it ain't going to be a part of you anymore and probably less than that because the effects of it wear off That's much right. faster. That's right. And sometimes just being polite or and right. again, again, as long as it doesn't negatively right. affect as your health. You're not anyway. eating a peanut if you have anaphylaxis. <laughs> yeah. But the memories that you'll create by tasting it sure. and sharing how delicious it is with the host, mm -hmm. that memory will last 
for a long time. Right. So that's something you can participate in. So there really is a middle ground. There is a middle way. There really is a middle way between those two brothers. There's a middle way between strict discipline mm -hmm. and just unabashed joy, you know, right. you know, and eating everything in sight, which is usually my approach on that Thanksgiving. Is, uh, just Thanksgiving, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But that middle way is important. So that's the lesson we want to leave you with today. The holidays, any holiday, any time of year, it's up to you how you want to eat, mm -hmm. how you want to approach the holidays. It's up to you to decide how you feel good. But it's also up to you to hold space for others and to create a place where they feel safe and they feel happy and they feel good welcoming you into their home. And I think it really is possible to find the middle road at this time of the year. I agree. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed food and holidays and all that. We had a really nice time. Um, please connect with us on Instagram uh, at J.A. Plosker and at Melissa Plosker. And please join our Facebook group, The Nobody Guide to Life. We would love to hear from you. That's right. So until next time, keep practicing. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your food, whatever you choose to eat, and have a great week.